Welcome to Factum Agri, dedicated to New Zealand's primary industry. Each week, I talk with farmers and producers, the science community, industry, and policymakers to hear their stories and views on matters relevant to both our rural and our urban communities. Well, Happy New Year to all. I hope you have been able to spend some quality time with family and friends. 2022 certainly threw up some challenges for our farmers. Did you know the red meat sector generates over $12 billion in income for New Zealand and supports over 90,000 jobs? Also, New Zealand's red meat sector has one of the lowest carbon footprints in the world. So should we not be celebrating and applauding our farmers for their efficiencies? I think we should. What is also impressive is that 2.8 million hectares of native vegetation is on sheep and beef properties in this country. That's almost 10% of New Zealand's total land area, or 24% of New Zealand's total native vegetation. Shouldn't we also celebrate this? I think we should. This week I have an interview from early in 2022 on catchment groups. Catchment groups, in my mind, are doing outstanding work in their communities, both environmentally and socially. We pick up on this conversation at the start of the interview with farmer Mark Crystal. I'm keen to get his perspective on catchment groups and the value and benefit they bring to communities. Mark joins me now. Hello Mark, welcome along and it's great to have you join me. Nice to be here, yes, thanks for having me. Please tell me about where you live, your farm and what you farm. Yeah, so we live in, in Taihapi, um, on the Taihapi Napier Road, probably 15 minutes out of Taihapi. Um, yeah, we farm uh, uh, around two and a half, uh, but over two and a half thousand hectares, um, and we're a, a bit of a, a hybrid model. Um, we farm under the banner of Spring Farms New Zealand Limited, and uh, that leases all the uh, the land from the land-owning entities. So we have another um, a partner in Robin Amanda Collier that are with us as well, and 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 uh, part of their farm is, is is farmed under the Spring Farms um, umbrella as well. So um, yeah, we've been on a little journey since two thousand and eight. Uh, when we set this model up, um, and, and we've grown uh, from you know, sort of roughly around um, 9,000 stock units through today, we were about 27,000 stock units. So, um, yeah, we've had a great little uh, um, uh, journey and growth period, um, and um, which has been really enjoyable. Yeah. And so, yeah, what do we farm? We farm, um, basically, we're a breeder finisher. So mm-hmm. we farm around um, 12,000 ewes, uh, which we winter um yeah, 3, 000, sort of 300 3, hoggets yep um uh, which lamb as well um and finish all of their progeny um mm-hmm. as well as roughly around um uh, 600 uh, cows breeding cows um including um uh, first calving heifers so yeah that and we finish all all the progeny of those two sort of market specs with the um with the with the hand-picked uh, lions hand-picked program really which which is a, a really cool program based on uh, um eating experience really um a high marbling score in, in the beef um and um and and and, and good uh, ph and, and and the right meat color and fat color and everything as well so yeah that's basically um a little bit about us yeah fantastic um what colored cattle are you running there so all blacks so all black uh, angus cattle yeah all, all, all black angus correct um, yeah so we've been um a part of this uh program for um yeah sort of probably about four years and probably been yep. buying solely black bulls now for five or six years mm-hmm. um 
and um, yeah, I mean, we're really sort of um, you know a big focus, but but not uh, taking away the other traits as well. So we certainly want an animal that's um, hardy, uh, can handle our hills, um, you know, has good conformation and, and can last and and, mm. and, a, and, a, and a low uh, mature cow weight. So yeah, we certainly focus on the other ones, but just still trying to bring that um, intermuscular fat figure in um, as well. Sure, um, I understand you are involved in a local catchment group. Is that correct? Correct. Um, yep, we have a, um, a our local catchment group is called the um, the Upper Mofonga Catchment Group, mm-hmm. um, and that is part of a bigger, wider group which feeds into what we call the Rangitiki uh, Rivers um, Community Catchment. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, so, so which is it? Which is yeah, we've had a. a just been um, at a meeting this morning with that, and and, and uh, yeah, we've had a really cool uh, uh, little journey with that as well, actually. And that started around three years ago, and, and it was about seven hundred thousand hectares in, in the in the wider Ringatiki. Um, and we've probably at this stage got uh, we feel sort of sixty five, maybe slightly higher, closer to seventy percent of the whole Ringatiki under active community catchments. Um, yeah. So it's roughly around, uh, we have roughly around 300 paid up um, members. Yeah. Um, we started at the top end of the Rangitiki, so that's in the um, up here in, in, in the northern Taibi uh, area, mm. um, and have slowly moved our way south. So we've probably got 20, I think we have 20 uh, catchment groups that are operating now. So, okay. Um, and that's so that's 20 up. groups uh, that fall under the uh, Rangitiki Rivers Community Catchment. Correct. Yeah. Fantastic. So it's, it's it's like an umbrella group, really, and we've uh, got an incorporated society. Okay. Um, and and um, and it's 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 a real uh, the beauty of these uh, catchment groups, and we're really uh, adamant that the whole of New Zealand needs to be under a catchment catchment group um, uh, philosophy. Is, is is that it's a, a real bottoms up approach? Mm. So you know we're not about uh, we're about um, giving them the little catchment groups um, or some of them are bigger catchment groups support, um, but really it's it's them um, and they design what they want their visions and and, and their their goals within that catchment. So yeah. we uh, we support them, but it's a real bottoms up approach to 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 all of this, and that's what resonates with farmers really. Mm. And just on that, so what is the reason for you becoming involved in these catchment groups and? How is this impacting your farm practices? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's we're really conscious that we, uh, as farmers, need to uh, get ahead of, of where regulation and, and compliance um, or regulation sits, really. So, um, yeah, we really want, I mean, if we really want to... Um, to, to do anything in, in this sheep and beef sector, you know, we believe we need to really own our own destiny. So, um, and that's about sort of, um, uh, you know, testing all of our water. Uh, water's not just one part of it, um, but it's 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 about some of this new, uh, um, you know, like integrated farm planning that's coming mm, at us or, yep. or um, NZ Fat Plus, which we're really involved in. So we, we were about what we're doing is, is is rolling out a whole heap of seminars um, within uh, in, in 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 the area um, in the wider area um, around uh, intensive winter grazing, Hiwaki um, Kanoa, um, mm. these sorts of things to to mm. really try and. Um, upskill farmers, I guess, and and, um, and 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 do it under our umbrella. So you know, and then one of the recent ones we've done um, is um, is roll out to overseer. Um, mm. So farmers have been able to get their number um, or know their number, 
the greenhouse gas number um, through the overseer program. So, um, and that you know, it's also giving the uh, farmers obviously the um, you know the, the nutrient budget as well. So, a lot of these things are all dovetailing into what integrated farm planning is going to look like, or, mm. or, or um, New Zealand Farm Assurance Plus. So, um, mm. yeah, that, that, that's um, it's it's been really cool and being able to take a lot of farmers along with us. Yeah. Is there a one vision for the Umbrella Catchment Group or the Rangitaiki Rivers Community Catchment? Do you have one vision or is that broken down into, uh, I guess, various angles, depending on which catchment group we might be talking about of the day or subgroup? Yeah, so, so you, you're quite right. Um, we, each subgroup has their own vision um, and we've taken them through a vision and goals exercise. Um uh, which has been done with an outside consultant. So um, every catchment is quite different um, as far as uh, that goes. So, you know, we, do, we don't want to, um, you know, set any grandiose goals um, from an RRCC perspective. Um, we're really wanting the catchments to, to design that, um, their, their own catchment around what they need. And, and then we'll, we've, uh, we've got the funds um, uh, through a really good uh, support structure with MPI um, to be able to help facilitate facilitate uh, those. So we have three full-time employees, um, yep. catchment coordinators that we've got, um, who do a wonderful job um, in, in, in helping drive um, drive some of those extension services and things within the, in the catchments. Mm. So is there a wider community involvement and are there social benefits beyond a common goal, say clean water, for example? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. We we have um, some real wider um, social benefits, and 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 I know water water is very topical um, um, at the moment, um, but but there's there's a whole heap of wider um, reasons around why why we need community catchments. So we've been really careful around how we design our boundaries around community catchments. Mm-hmm. So um, we're not making them not necessarily straight watershed. Um, it, it's more around, for example, in our one, we have a have a hall, um, a Mofonga hall, which is um, a great little community asset that uh, that we we frequent um, uh, quite regularly. And so we've sort of designed the area of our catchment around who who sort of goes to that hall um, or where the boundaries to that hall are. And for example, there's another hall um, a bit further south um, of us, and so that's where we've set the boundary is more around who comes into that hall. So it is, and, and, and you know, we really, I mean, the whole mental health thing as, as far as farming goes as well, you know, come mm-hmm. together, have a beer or a cup of tea, yep. uh, you know, and, and, and I don't know, some of these catchments, um, not, not in our area, but in another one um, in the wire after I was talking to uh, a farmer the other day and he said this, this farmer came into a catchment meeting and said it was the first time he'd been in their local hall in 15 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the, these catchments have a really... Um, a, a, a good part to play and and just just bringing communities back together. Um, yeah. We're a really strong community. So, I mean, and a lot of rural communities are really strong um, now, but just sort of adding to that um, really as far as um, all that goes. And so, yeah, we, we, it is more than water. We, we're talking... Um, uh, um, you know, uh, carbon. You know, there's 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 a whole heap of things that, mm. that are coming into these community catchments. Mm. And you touched on your structure being an incorporated society. There's quite a wide ranging spectrum, isn't there? Some are quite informal, and of course, the other end of the spectrum is like your organisation, which has quite a formal process or organised structure to it. Yeah, yeah, that, that, and we were. 
you're quite right. Um, we, when we set this up, we were um, we really wanted to go for the formal structure, and we, we did look at a, a few other catchments um, that have been operating. Um, you know, the the, the Pomahaka has been a great one, a lead one in, in the deep south um, um, of the South Island there. Of, of uh, and, and we sort of followed um, a bit of their lead around around what structure we would have. And, we sort of came across the uh, the incorporated structure as being the best one for us. Mm. One of the main reasons is that bigger outfits uh, that are willing to lend uh, to us, the likes of MPI, um, MFE, and the like, they, they really need to have a, a proper structure that that that, that is operating. Um, you know, they, they will not lend willy nilly to uh, on, on on the back of a uh, envelope sort of stuff. That's uh, guys that meet um, very periodically. So we really needed that that proper structure um, mm. to operate yeah and that's exactly what tom autism from beef plus lamb told me last week when he came on the show that certainly the more structured organizations are finding it easier to tap into the resource whether it's through say beef and lamb or mpi or wherever the, uh, that funding may come from yeah that, that's exactly right and not saying the you know we're um one of the biggest issues i think in in, in a lot of these um, catchment groups is you know the the smaller catchment groups is is yeah, if they need to have their own incorporated society you know there's a lot of work involved with running that and yep. so what we wanted to do was have have this umbrella group that um, and, and not put all this huge burden on the individual catchment groups mm. um, and, and the fact that we would run all of that and, and minimize a lot of that cost by having one um, and then having all the catchment groups um, feeding up um, um, into us or us feeding down and, and, and you know some support structures back into them so that was that was really a uh, you know pretty clear um, to us when we first started mm. what about measurables is there progress being made in terms of improving or maintaining specific areas of focus and really from a science perspective I'm asking I guess or is it too early to tell at this point um it is a wee bit early. Um, you know, we, we are seeing, I think one of the, the huge things that we see is um, from a social side is is that, um, you, you know, the environment is in front and foremost of a lot of people's minds now. And you've only got to go out socially and, um, you know, it's not long before the environment comes into a topic of conversation, you know, whereas yeah. 10, 15 years ago, you know, you, you, it wasn't even brought up. So, um, and so that's, that's, that's um, as far as the measurable around that goes is, is huge. As far as our water goes, you know, we've been testing um, for just over, um, well, probably close to three and a half years now. So we are getting that data um, and that's been once a month um every month on on the first tuesday of of the um of the month that we test for for nitrogen um uh, phosphorus um e coli um and, and sediment mm. or turbidity um so we've been um testing for those 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 four things um uh you know since uh, for, for three three and a half years now and we are getting that data or analyzed as we speak um it's not due back to us until um until the spring but mm. um if to, to see actually what 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 trends are happening um and and, and the water quality um so you know we've we've, we've also did, did upskilled some of our one of our coordinators to to do the macro invertebrate testing so we've okay. done uh, a lot of that as well and in, 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 in our sites and we're actually testing um 
uh, as we speak, I think it's about 64 t- sites that we okay. test um, once a month. So we're actually doing more testing than our regional council now. Uh, yeah, months, right. Probably, probably more than double the amount of testing. So that's actually given farmers a real um, something that's really tangible to say, you know, you put the data up on a screen and um, say that, you know, the, this is the data and, and you can you can hear the hear the vibe in the room saying, you know, farmers saying, God, how, how do I get my tributary like that? Yeah. Post tributary, you know what do I need to do. So there's some real positive, um, positive things coming out around um, around water quality. You touched a bit on this earlier, which is, and I think we share the same thoughts on this. Is that I believe real change or improvements need to come from the farmer or the community itself, rather than a hammer from Wellington. What do you make of that? And I think that is the right approach. Do you agree? Oh, 100% I agree. Um, 100%. You know, we've, you know, it's, it's got to be farmer led. Um, it's, it's, it's got to start from the bottom up. Um, and we've we've got to try and um, get ahead of regulation. You know, a, a lot of this uh, regulation has been driven by, by social media um, and, and, and by um, people's perception. You know, I mean, perception is reality. Um, I, I, Unfortunately, you know, we can't um, get away from that. So if, if we want to, when we sort of talk about this um, social licence to farm, so if we really want to get this back um, and we've lost that um, in spades over the last uh, 20, 30 years, um, you know, we've really got to drive it ourselves and we've got to have some really solid data around that. And, you know, I, I think... Um, you know, sort of uh, four or five, uh, six years ago, there was an election where there was a, a bit of a beat up on farmers saying, you know, you farmers um, uh, are wrecking the waterways. And, you know, we, we get bounced from our urban friends on this saying, you know, what are you, you farmers are wrecking them. And we go, no, we're not. And they say, we'll prove it. And we had nothing. We had no data to prove mm. it. Now we've got some really da- solid data around our water quality, uh, macroinvertebrate testing, some trends, you know, with what we're doing on farm to actually prove to say, actually, no, we're not. And here's the data to prove it. So, you know, we, we're absolutely solid around that that the farmers need to drive it and that's you know we're running some nz fap plus um um a days uh, or a day around that shortly um in a couple of weeks um you know we are from a, a business um ourselves we were we were uh, audited on that uh, yesterday so um yeah we've, we've tried to incorporate a lot of those through through our own business as well i really appreciate your time i've enjoyed chatting to you today mark it's been fantastic so thank you again yeah, no problem, Angus. No problems any time. So, um, no, we're pretty passionate about uh, chicken bee farming and passionate about the environment. So, you know, they can both go hand in hand. Absolutely. Any member of their community can get involved in a catchment group. Seek out your local group and see the good work they are doing. And you will also get an appreciation of how farmers love the land and are committed to further improving environmental outcomes. Now, there's plenty coming up this year, and I will continue to fight for farmers in this country. I said this many times last year, but it's important, so I'll say it again. We need good policy derived from science that will support the engine room of this country, not starve it or put up roadblocks purely to support ideology or international political aspirations. This is not a game. It impacts real people. So as a nation... In 2023 and beyond, we really need to get in behind our farmers, thank them for the food they produce, and thank them for their significant contribution to export revenue for New Zealand. That's all from me this week. Thank you for listening, and catch you next time.